pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. John Bozica, 1480 WHBC. Charles Keith is our next guest here on the show. He's going to talk to us about the death penalty and about his thoughts on it and what he would like to see happen to it here in Ohio. Some time ago, Charles almost lost his brother to the death penalty, Kevin, who's 13 days away from being executed for a 1994 triple murder in Cyrus, a crime he insists he did not commit. Since then, Charles has become somewhat of a professional abolitionist in this, and he works with the Death Penalty Action Network. Charles, how are you this morning? Good. How are you, John? How are you? Good. Doing well. Thanks for joining the program this morning, and thanks for wanting to talk about this issue. I know that this is a very polarizing issue. There's people that feel very strongly that the death penalty is something that works. There's people that see it and they are extremely against it like you are. And I guess I wanted to have you kind of tell the story of why you sit in the camp that you do on this issue. Well, I didn't know a lot about the death penalty until it hit my family. So, you know, there was already some things out there. There's some awareness out there. I just wasn't aware. We got caught up in a a battle, a fight that we didn't know how to fight, which was the death penalty, nor did we have the money, the resources, or the education. We became a victim of the state. Uh, Actually, you know, as the years have gone down and you see so many people that are on death row, uh, so many people have been exonerated. It almost asks you, are the trial lawyers even qualified to handle a capital murder case? And, you know, and, and over the years of experience, I've also realized that, you know, you have a judge, you have a, your prosecutor, your lawyer, everybody's in there pretty well versed somewhat on capital murder, except for the jury, you know, and then you put that pressure on the jury, which is supposed to be us, you know, the common people. They are the most uninformed, actually ignorant people to the death penalty, and they're the ones that say guilty, and that, to me, that allows a prosecutor you know, and they say things like, well, I didn't convict them. The jury did. But, you know, you learn shenanigans and manipulations. And, you know, throughout my investigation, I found documents. I found all kinds of stuff once I got out there because, you know, think about it. Who could afford to go out and, and, and get an investigator to do anything like this? And I didn't even know I was investigating the case. I was just collecting documents as they came and they started piecing together until it started formulating a story a different narrative of what the police had. And again, for 16 years, I couldn't get anyone to listen to me. And I was like, oh my God, they're just, they're just gonna let Kev die. But again, I couldn't give up. You know, we switched attorneys. We went over into uh, the Ohio Public Defender's Office. And, you know, with them, I learned so much more about the death penalty because they are the death penalty division. So going through all these years of this education and I'm seeing so many other people on death row, you know, again, I'm out here single-handedly in 1994, 95, 96, trying to end the death penalty. And, you know, eventually these organizations saw me. It's just like, 
like, hey, let's get this guy, you know. And I joined those organizations, and to my surprise, so many people had been hurt by the death penalty, so many people claiming innocence, so many exonerations. And I said, how can we as a society still having something like this going on when we're even killing innocent people? We're incarcerating innocent people, taking their lives. You know, and no amount of money can bring back any moment in time. And I've spent almost 30 years doing this, and I was unable to take care of myself. I couldn't take care of myself and my family and take care of Kevin and this court case, too. So I had to make a decision, and I had to put my family down, and I had to hold Kevin's case. I mean, there's devastating effects, but I still I saved Kevin's life. You know, I, I know that it's something that is, again— an issue that every time it's brought up, you know, someone ends up on one side of the aisle with this. And I guess the question I would ask you is what are you doing actively to try to abolish the death penalty? And have you had discussions with state lawmakers, with people that can help you to try to make that happen? Yes, actually, I've been talking to lawmakers since 1994. I've received help from a lot of lawmakers helping me understand. You know, you have to understand that Charles Keith himself didn't just do this. I went back and I used what was available to me, my rights, uh, people that were in positions of power, positions of authority that knew the law. I, you know, I was entitled to ask them questions. I took notes. I had to go to a different type of uh, learning. You know, in, in school, I was the class clown. I laughed. I never thought that I would need an education you know, for the lifestyle that I was living and what I was seeing and growing up in. There was not a lot of that there, a lot of college graduates. But getting hit with this death penalty case, even my brother Kevin played for the Camp McKinley Bulldog State Championship team. He himself stated that, you know, college was just not for him. It's just not for everybody until you get hit something like this. And then you start understanding what America is all about. You know, here you are, poorly educated, you know, no, no money. I mean, you're, you're a victim to America and to the death penalty. You know, I've heard that called the Super Bowl of Super Bowls. And I said to myself, am I an MVP now? You know, I've played in the ultimate game of death, and my trophy is my brother. You know, and I watch the athletes out here, and I watch the accolades they get. But when they lose, nobody dies. What has your brother thought about all of this from inside prison this whole time? What has he told you? What kind of conversations have you guys had about this? And how has he, in fact, educated himself about it through you? Well, he sat there for years not understanding what was going on because, you know, you've just been convicted with no evidence, you know, no physical evidence, and everything else was tainted. And you kind of scratch your head for years, and you're like, okay, well, what do I do? Because here we are. We don't know what the death penalty is or anything about or the dynamics of the death penalty. All we know is death penalty, Kevin's gone, and they even stated that they were going to kill him a year to that date. So to our family, we thought Kevin was going to die the following year. But there were some very helpful people here in Canton that helped educate me uh, on the legal system, how the death penalty works, and things that I could do myself uh, to intercede with that. So, you know, I had to take up a whole new form of education. And, and I tell people, and not in a joking way, that I wasn't educated by Ohio State. I was educated by the state of Ohio. Charles Keith is my guest this morning. He is part of... Um, a group of people here in Ohio that would like to abolish the death penalty, and he works in conjunction with Death Penalty Action Network. Charles, um, when you think of this topic, 
as a whole. And when you start to unpack some of the details about it, what would you say to someone who says, well, we still need the death penalty because it keeps criminals off the street. It keeps people from wanting to commit those heinous crimes. What would you say to someone who says that the death penalty is a good thing? Then I would have to say to him, when a person shows enough evidence and that they're innocent, are you willing to let them out? Or are you just going to kill them too? Because, see, that's what the law says. See, once convicted, you're not a death penalty. You're not on death row until they say guilty, and that's the jury, the least knowledgeable people in there. In fact, you can't even sit on a jury if you're against the death penalty. So, you know, if you're convicted, that's basically what's going to happen. But uh, I would ask them, you know, how do you get past that innocent man? Are you still willing to go with a system that is willing to kill the innocent? And then what happens when it catches one of your relatives? And what helped me understand that narrative is when I went back and I started looking into the, uh, the history of our, our country. And it went, took me back to the Salem witches and how they were really executing these witches and killing all these people. And I says, well, how did they stop that? And they said when they called the governor's wife a witch, there was no more executions. <laughs> so nobody that important, no one of any wealth or prominence is, is being executed. So it's not going to take uh, their attention to that type of a life. Mostly you're educating is the poor, the poorly educated, the sick, you know, mental health and people like that. And, you know, to me, they're all victims. You know, we don't, I feel that we don't have a right to take anyone's life, especially we know if we were in that same position, we would not want someone to take our life. Death has already been put upon us by God. So, you know, locking a person up, however the judge wants to lock them up, you know, we lock lions up, we lock bears up, you know. So you, there's no human that's going to cause any type of something like that. So I just don't feel that process to go through to take a person's life, to parade it on TV, to take families through 15, 20 years of that. Uh, it's maddening. I tell a lot of people I feel like I've got one foot in a psych ward and the other foot on a banana peel with Jesus holding me up. Charles Keith, this morning I appreciate the time, sir. Someone who's working to try to abolish the death penalty here in Ohio as part of the Death Penalty Action Network. Thanks for your time this morning, and we'll talk again in the future about this same topic. I appreciate your time. Thank you.